Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Ali Schuyler, who is the co-founder and content and digital director for the boutique online business development company, Capitalize on Your Uniqueness. For over 15 years, Ali and her husband have been helping purpose and passion-driven emerging and expert entrepreneurs learn how to package, market, and monetize their expertise into high-level coaching and training platforms to jumpstart or scale their online business. She is also a blogger, writer of a musical, and the developer of VR. We have so much to talk about and explore today, Allie. So let's jump right into this and welcome. Thank you so much. Yay! This is exciting. I'm happy to be here, Summer. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. So before we dive into your professional background, let me ask you a question. How would you describe your journey in one word? Oi. <laughs> oi, <there. laughs> No, oi. That's oi. it. Oi. Oi, that is no, at first I was thinking, oi, how am I going to do this? And then I was like, you know, oi is like the perfect word. So I'm sticking with oi, O-Y-E, which, by the way, when you try to type in when you're texting, never stays as oi because the oh. auto, whatever it is, is Auto-correct. always, yes, is always changing it. I have to keep typing it like three or four times. So <laughs> oi, I would oi. say oi. <laughs> okay, so tell us why. Why that word? Oi. <laughs> <laughs> I think because, uh, honestly, I think I came to planet Earth thinking it would be a lot easier than it was, and it is. And I just find that there's just so many things that are required as human beings that we need to step into in order to really function here, survive here, thrive here. And there's a lot of beautiful stuff, and there's a lot of challenging stuff, but even the beautiful stuff takes work. There's just a lot of energy and time that needs to be put into so many things. So, and maybe that's just my limited, you know, because, you know, I'm still evolving and changing and growing and learning how to step more into an easier and flowing way of being here. But I would say that I found as beautiful as life has been, I have find it to be like, I really got to be in, what's the right word? It's not warrior. It's more like you really have to step up. You really have to bring so much more energy, I think, to life than I kind of think in my non-physical place I expected when I came here. I thought it was going to be a little easier. So I would say that's probably, a, as I'm thinking about it, that's where what comes up for me. Yeah. No, I get it. As a clinician, when I used to do the, like, the stress checklist, and it would be like buying a house, moving, new job, those kinds of things. But what people don't realize is even the great things or the good things that are happening in our lives can create stress too. So, and I think when you're talking about that whole idea of more than what you expected that you were going to have to put in, it's like always that go mode, right? So like, what are you doing? How are you going? What are you moving into? And how are you being present? And it's all very thoughtful, right? And I, I think we have to be thoughtful about our process 
and what that looks like and what really works for us. So, which takes me to my next question. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried now. What's your next question? You know, and, and here's the funny thing. You said that and it just worked me back to like my sorority days because I was part of a nationally Jewish sorority. And so it was like, oi. <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing is about this summer? I was not, I did, was not raised in a Jewish household. I mean, I come from a Jewish background, you know, culturally, my husband and I don't practice religion. We're more of a spiritual, you know, do more spiritual practices. So it's so funny for me that sometimes, (laughs) even though I haven't practiced it, there is, there is Jewish stuff that comes out that just must be subconscious. You yeah. know, like, boy. And, uh, so anyway, that's what I find interesting is that that was the word that came to me. And I don't really even practice it anyway. And here's the thing. I'm ready for your question. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I love I loved your words. So let's talk about your personal journey and where you grew up and what influenced your path and, and where you are today. Well, I grew up in Manhattan. So my claim to fame really is I've lived half my life in Manhattan and half in Jersey. So now I'm a New Yorker. I'm not a Jersey girl or a New York girl. So I've got both, I've got both cultures kind of going on in my, in my energy, which is very cool actually. Yeah. But I grew up in Manhattan. I went to the high school of performing arts. I was a classical musician. Um, so I played French horn and then I decided to not stick with the instrument because I'm not a very competitive person. And it was a very competitive industry being a musician. So it just didn't appeal to me. So I went into arts administration. So I became like, you know, I stayed behind the scenes for uh, ICM artists that manages, they used to manage uh, all the top classical musicians around the world. And then Polygram Records, which had a lot of top bands and musicians and so forth. And then I met my husband who, and I, I have to track back a little bit because I've always been, I was always like the person that was following the rules, you know, and I follow the system that I was taught. You know, you go to school, you do well in school, you go to college, you get your degree, and then you have to get a job and support yourself. So I was very much in that mindset. And then I met my crazy husband, who's an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. And who was a performer and a musician. And he just, and I started, when I met him, I started for some reason, I was just starting to write songs on the piano. So he had a very entrepreneurial way of doing life. And then when we got together, we started our own business and we wrote a children's musical and we toured it actually all over the country for over 15 years. So I really stepped from being more into the track mindset into the off the track mindset, into the entrepreneurial mindset, which is much more, you know, it's much more common now anyway. It's not like it's so different to be an entrepreneur. And I don't ever think it was, it just wasn't in my wheelhouse at the time. I wasn't, surrounded by entrepreneurial people. I was surrounded by, you know, follow the rules people and follow the system people. Yeah. So anyway, Jamie opened up my, my whole consciousness and my world to being an entrepreneur. So ever since then, we did musical theater together. The whole concept of our show called, uh, it's called Imagine If the Cure for TVitis. And it was teaching kids how to turn off their TVs and turn on their imaginations. So even back then, we were all about encouraging people to really get in touch with their authentic self, get in touch with their creativity, follow their passion, follow their purpose. And every business we've done since then has really been of the same theme, just different techniques and different tools and different ways in which we work with people. Right now, our business is all about helping people really learn how to use their unique differentiator, right, to package, market, and monetize their expertise. So we're still like helping people figure out 
who the hell am I? What the hell do I love to do? And how can I make a business out of that? So combining the creative and the business end of both parts of our brain, left and right brain together to really create a lifestyle that's yeah. based on your quote unquote, I know it's overused, but authentic self and your authentic passion and purpose. I love it. I absolutely love it. Which leads me to my next question. Let's talk about your business. Capitalize on your uniqueness. Tell us about this incredible business and how you support folks. I love the whole concept of using that left and right brain. And obviously, throughout the evolution of your life thus far, you have used that left and right brain, as has your husband. And you brought forward and developed this into a beautiful business. So tell us more about how you support people through this business. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to do that. Actually, we're changing the name of our business to capitalize on your signature work because package market and monetize your unique expertise. Because what we've ended up doing is we've developed this program that goes from soup to nuts. So people will come to us with, we tend to work with a lot of people that have been in business for a while and they're experts and they have all these great ideas but they don't know how to put a methodology to all their expertise. They don't know how to organize it in a way so that they have a signature work that really gives them credibility and value in their industry. The first thing we do is we package it. We put it together. We have a unique proprietary software program called our Signature Work Platform because we believe that before you start to build a business, you need to put a platform underneath all the different elements that is going to fuel all the different elements in a way that you're clear, constant, and consistent across the board, wherever you may be presenting your work. So we package them up with the signature work platform. We get them together, kind of dressed up and ready to go to the dance. And then we start to teach them how to market and monetize their work. So for us, the first step is really finding that differentiator, which is kind of one of our superpowers, because a lot of times you have brilliant people that have done so much work, so much expertise, but you know they can't really look at their stuff and pick out that unique gem of brilliance that's going to help them stand out in their market. So that's kind of where we come into the picture in the beginning, which is really laying everything out on the table and then figuring out what can we pull out so that we can expand this so that your uniqueness, remarkability and relevancy is going to help shine you in your market, you know, help you really stand out in your market. So once we do that, then we start to work on the brand. A lot of people don't remember that a brand really has to tell people the exceptional result that you're going to offer them when you work with them. The brand is really like for us, capitalize on your uniqueness or capitalize on your signature work. That is the exceptional result you're going to get when you work with us, no matter what step you're at with us in our, you know, month, three months, six month or year program. That's really what the goal is at all points of contact where we're helping you put all this incredible work together. Um, so then we do the, we get the differentiated, the brand, and then we start to, as I mentioned, the packaging, and then we still start to start to show people, okay, you're dressed up and ready to go to the dance. Let's find the dances you need to go to, which are, you know, the different places that you're going to network, or you're going to find your prospects and clients. And let's teach you how to speak to these prospects and clients in a way that you're going to really be able to convert them and turn them into people that are going to work with you and love working with you and gain great gate value from working with you. So that's kind of a little bit in a nutshell what we're doing here. And it's very exciting because we tend to attract people. We tend to attract people that are here to make a difference. We tend to attract people that, yes, everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to build their business. But the clients that we attract are the people that want to go out there and really have an impact on helping other people you know, get to a bigger version of themselves, other people be successful. So it's kind of like that trickle-down theory. 
you know, and I, I love that we have very heart driven entrepreneurs that we work with people with very service oriented, you know, um, energy and approaches. And, uh, it's just, it's just very exciting at this stage in our, in our life, in our, in our game to really see where everything that we've done is built up to this point. You know, everything that we've valued, we've imbued in all our different businesses and now can even help now to share other people on how to do that as well. So I love that. Not only are you modeling that through what you've done and how you've evolved, but you're also then showing people how to do the same thing. And this is what I call PPI, purpose, passion, impact. And this is something I talk about a lot is that purpose, passion, and impact. It's so important knowing what it is, knowing the elements of this. And so you are doing that as well through everything that you've done and how you've evolved and using that left and right brain. And here's what I also love is that people who come to you want to make a difference. They want to see how they can grow community and grow their community together in a meaningful way. And I absolutely think that's so important. Something that I prioritize as number one, people first. It's I I think more and more, and I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, but during, since the pandemic, when so many of us have gotten online and doing so many zoom calls and I'm meeting um, so many different people from all over the world that before the pandemic business felt not that it wasn't, but it felt a lot more competitive Whereas when we got into the pandemic, I really started to feel people were more into collaborating. People were more into creating community. People were more into creativity. Oh, three C words, a community, collaboration, creativity. There we go. There you Um, go. (laughs) And I know, look, the pandemic, it's been traumatic. It's been a crisis for all of us, but I've just been really impressed with how so many entrepreneurs and business people have stepped up in a way to support each other. Yeah. Um, in that sense too. So it's very exciting. I've been seeing just many, many more people really wanting to have an impact and, and know that they can have an impact. That's been exciting too. Cause sometimes people I find we work with people. I think people's self-worth is not always as negative self-worth can get in the way, even with people that have been working for 25 or 30 years, you know, they just don't have the confidence sometimes, especially like we work with executives in transition who are going from corporate to entrepreneurship They don't always have that confidence to go out there and really have the impact that they really should be having because they just have such brilliant ideas and epiphanies and and tools and strategies to share with people. Absolutely. I fully agree with you. And I think some of that has to do quite honestly, Ali, with how we isolated a little bit and that isolation can lend to feeling kind of out of the loop, not part of things. So again, your program's really good because you're helping direct folks to where they need to be to make those connections and start growing their communities. And I think that's really important because we can have all these Zoom calls and we can be going through these transitions. And a lot of times people around us don't understand what's happening to us, especially if we're coming from something that is traditional, like a traditional job or corporate job. And then all of a sudden we get this idea that we want a change in our lives. We want that, that second chance of sorts, or we want the third chance or whatever. And we want to like develop something different. That's completely different than what we've done in the past, different than what we've been conditioned to do. And so as you were talking about, and so 
to understand what that looks like, how that feels. And a lot of times people who are going through that don't know where to turn for the support. The support is in the communities that are doing similar things. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I think we we work very one-on-one. We tend to overgive, I think, just because, you know, we, we tend to meet clients where they're at. Some people require, you know, more hand-holding, more midwifery than other other clients do. And But everybody is doing something new. And and one of the first things I say to anybody we work with is, look, just get comfortable being uncomfortable because you are going to be uncomfortable for a while. This is new. This is different. You know, right. even if you're an entrepreneur, what we're doing is a proprietary system. So they haven't done it before. So right. what's really exciting to me and what I love is like, at first you see, like you see them being uncomfortable. You starting to see them get the hang of it. You see, you know, cause I work with them very one-on-one when we do the content, it's very much, for me, when I'm finishing putting their packaging together, this is their baby. This is their content. I'm just there to massage mold to help really bring in a lot of more marketing and sales and content expertise. But this is their baby. Right. And then when they're done with all that and they see it, it's almost like I can see the kid in them come out. You know, they get excited. They're like, oh, look what I did. This is so cool. <laughs> and it's really exciting to see these professional people, you know, who are who are so on top of their game get excited because something new's happening and they're stepping into a change that, you know, sometimes when you've been in business for a while, it's even harder than when you're younger and you're just starting out, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that, that concept of meeting them where they are at. That is a very Adlerian concept. Um, Alfred Adler created that concept years ago. He was a derivative of Freud and he always said, meet people where they're at, meet people so they can start developing. And while you do that, people then begin to understand their own value and then take ownership. And so that's why you're seeing that a lot of that excitement, right? Yeah. So that is that is exciting. I love it when you see that that glimmer that like, wow, I'm doing this. So yeah. well, it's like a child, like you almost see like, you know, when kids get excited about stuff, yeah. I see that in a lot of these professionals we work with. And it's just very exciting to see them get so excited. I know one of our clients last year, I think it was like a year and a half, two years. I don't know. But when we first started working with him, he's actually still working with us, which is great. He continued with us in a consultancy uh, capacity. When we first started working with him and then all of a sudden I'm, I was out. I don't remember where I was, but he was calling me on my cell phone and he doesn't usually call me. Usually we do all of our Zoom meetings and that's how we, we do all our work together. And I'm like, oh my God, you know what's going on? I couldn't get back to him right away. He called me like another two times. I said, Allie, you have to call me back as soon as you get this. So, you know, me being a New Yorker and a, and a mom, I'm like worrying. Oh, something's wrong. What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Not what's right. What's wrong? And I've learned to shift that too, by the way. I'm shifting that as well. It's one of my shifting Yay. things. Become a, not to become a warrior. So I called him back and he wanted to just personally call me and tell me that he booked his first $10,000 client. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, I was so touched and I was so appreciative that he took the time to do that Yeah. Um, because, you know, he'd already told Jamie, you know, my business partner and husband in crime, partner in crime, right? Not a husband in crime, but partner in crime, <laughs> but he didn't want yeah. Jamie to tell me. He wanted to tell me himself because we had also had, you know, Jamie and I work as a team. We do different things, but he wanted to tell me himself. So I really appreciated that. So. Oh, how nice. Okay. So let's jump into the next question because There's so much to talk about here. You're also a blogger, a writer of musical, and the developer of V-Air. I'm going to have you tell people (laughs) about these projects and passion. Just touch on them, please. And I want to know more about (laughs) V-Air. Well, 
I'll start with my real, my real side hustle, which is my musical, What About Me, which was based on, very much based on my life, like five or six years ago. And very much, I think, relatable to other women my age. You know, you're older, working mom, time has passed and you still haven't really done your passion. You really haven't put your time into what you really would love to do. And for me, that was just writing a musical. So I wrote a story about a woman who is on the verge of an existential breakdown and she decides to go to a personal growth workshop for the weekend. And she does, she comes home so pumped that she decides to quit her job and write a musical. And of course this puts her family in total disarray. Her husband's freaking out. You know, they have a 17 year old and a living at home, still about to go to college and a 21, you know, aspiring actress daughter who's living on, what are those noodles called? Those noodles. Ramen, are, ramen noodles. <laughs> so she got money. It's like, what are you doing? We can't, we can't live on one salary. You know, I'm there. Her father's living with them. So he's freaking the freak out. And, uh, you know, her kids are like, you know, freaking anyway. So it was just, it was just a very heartfelt comedy drama, drama that I wrote based on my life that I actually did a couple of performances of, I did a staging of, but then the pandemic hit. So things kind of got put on hold, but you know, my dream is to see that on, on stage one day, that would be really exciting. And then my VR underwear, why the heck did I start that? That was about three, two years ago, two years ago. I had a friend who was a seamstress and I just came up with this idea for underwear where the crotch is breathable. Cause I'm very into, I was always brought up with other women can relate to this. If men are listening, I apologize, but you want to let your vagina breathe. So, you know, basically, you know, I was like, you know, some, I was like, what about a breathable crotch? You know? So I designed this breathable crotch. My friend, Laura Donna helped me put it together. We did a prototype. I sent it out to people. I actually put a lot of time and energy into this because I was really hoping that it could be another side hustle. You know, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but it just didn't, our business just started really popping and booming in the last year, year and a half. So I really haven't had that much time to put into the underwear, but I did get products. I did send it out to people. I got great responses. Now it's just about, you know, with the underwear and the, with the, with the musical, it's both about now finding investors. It's now about right. finding people to put money into. So I got to that point with both of them, but there's just so much time in the day. And I do like to sleep sometimes, you know, so I can't <laughs> sleep. What sleep? And, and like I said in the beginning, you know, you're always going, 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 going. Yeah. I, I'm learning now at this stage of my life, I need to slow down a little bit. So I've had to just like, my kids are finally out of the house. So now there's a different energy here and I can just take a little breathing time and, and do that. So I just have to put those two projects on hold right now. I'm always doing little bits here and drips in here and there, but I, I'm really looking for investors and producers that can help me with either one of these or both of these projects. Wouldn't that be cool? That Maybe would be I awesome. Let's... About the VR underwear. That's what I should do. Let's just put it out <laughs> into the universe. Let's do it. Let's do it, Allie. So as we come to the close of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? Oi. No. Uh, can I can I end with the same word I start with? <laughs> Absolutely. This is your oh, interview. Uh, what would I... Okay, let me just think for a minute because my brain is, there's only so many different things like business, personal, all these other things. Words of wisdom. Don't take things so seriously. You know, it's funny because I've been doing a course in the miracles this past year. And one of the things that it's helping me really learn to do is to not attach to everything I see in the world so seriously. It's allowing me to step back a little bit and realize a lot of this is just reflections. A lot of this is just my own story. And to just really go deeper 
and to get more in touch with my, I would say that would be it, to really go deeper and get more in touch with your own self, but also your connection to this incredible universal energy that's out there. So Mm. I would say not to take things so seriously and to take more time to really do a deep dive into who you are and how you're connected to all this amazing stuff on the planet. Even though it is a kind of an oi place, there is still a lot of amazing stuff. (laughs) Well, I absolutely love it. Thank you, Allie, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. No, thank you for having me, Summer. It was a total pleasure. You asked great questions and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where you Zoom with this too as well. Thank you so much. You can follow Ellie Skylar on LinkedIn and at iseekunique.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.